why they get up in their bed every morning. Hope really motivates us, our desire, regenerates energy, gives us excitement and enthusiasm. And there's, um, I wonder what you are hoping for today, this morning. Chris and I are hope, hoping that Abigail will sleep through the night. That'd be great, right? We don't remember last time we slept through the night. And I know that it will come. You, your hope can be simple as hoping for a nice weather. You can hope that you get to eat something delicious after church. Or for those who have a long commute, you always hope that you will not get stuck in traffic. Or it can be more significant as hoping that you will get raised or promotion at work. Hoping that you can go on your dream vacation. Or maybe some of you are hoping that you will get good results from your medical tests. Or you may hope that you, your family or loved one will come to know Christ. It's like that everyone is searching for hope in this world. And we are all searching for a betterment uh, of our lives. However, often we hope for things that we don't have. What you hope for might be out of your reach. And most time it's uncertain. Sometimes it's not guaranteed. And you're not sure you will actually receive what you are hoping for. Also, what you hope for might be temporary and doesn't meet your expectation. Whether it's a money, health, life, friendship, government, Everything that you hope for in this life can bring you despair. It's only a matter of time before your hope is undone. And I saw a bumper sticker, right? Uh, I don't see the bumper sticker too many times these days, but um, I saw one It says, I've given up hope and I feel much better. Maybe there's some of you who feels the same way as a bumper sticker. You might feel like giving up on your hope. Or you feel so far from hope this morning. Or maybe you are tired of searching for hope and questioning. Is there such a thing as a true hope? Is there hope that is lasting? So hope is very important for human heart. But we have few words and little insight into what it actually is. However, we have the Bible in our hands, and God's word that is written to give us hope and teach us about hope this morning. Let me read that verse one more time. In Romans verse 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound the biblical definition of hope is not a feelings or just desires or wishful thinking, but it is a confident expectation. Let me say that one more time. The biblical definition of hope is not just a feelings or desires or wishful thinking, but a confident expectation. And there is a hope that is eternal, it's guaranteed, satisfying, and true. And this hope is not out of your reach today, but it is within your reach. Whatever you are, you can abound in this hope today. 
And the verse that we read this morning is actually a Paul's prayer for a Christian in Rome. He's praying that they will, the Christian will experience this abundance of hope in God. And my prayer is the same for you today as you walk out here this morning, that you have a great confidence and that you will abound in hope in God. So we are going to look at three things. First, we're going to look at the source of a hope, which is God. Second, the response to God in faith. Third, result of faith, which is abounding in hope. So let's start from the first point, source of our hope, God. In today's verse, if you look with me in verse 15 again, Paul described God as the God of hope, which is a wonderful, marvelous statement. It means that God is a source of hope. It also said that God of hope provides all joy and peace. And that's why Paul says, he's praying, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. In Colossians 1, 16, 17, the Bible described that God is a creator of all things. He's in control of all things, and he knows all things. And his sovereign God who holds all things together. Everything is under his power, Everything is in total control of his hand. He was in control yesterday. He'll be in control today. And he'll be in control tomorrow. And everything that will happen according to his plan and purpose. As, as we pray this morning, we're shocked by what happened in Houston. With this hurricane, it's coming again in the Florida. And we see so many injustice things that happens around us. And we are surprised by all these things. However, there's nothing surprises God because He is in control. He knows all things. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's holy and righteous and perfect in all His ways. And He's the God who protects you and provides for you. And He's the one who will sustain you. He's a great shepherd who cares for his people. And this wonderful God has also created you and I. He knows you better than anyone else. And he loves you. We call him God is love. We know that through his son, Jesus Christ. And those who are in Christ, you will never be separated from his love. So doesn't it make sense that one who created you, who loves you, who upholds all these things, you at all time, right? That God did not create to live us our lives hopelessly, but He wants us to live in the hope that is true and everlasting. And this hope is utterly fixed and secure, and it will never ever disappoint us. And this, today's scripture is telling us that this wonderful Heavenly Father is the source of hope. What do you guys do when you have to fill up your car with gas? Some response? Where, where do you guys go? Gas station. There you go, right? You drive to the gas station. Why? Because that's where the source is. Right? You have to fill your car with gas. But I, and if you don't fill your car with gas, your car won't move, right? You'll feel stuck. You cannot move anywhere. And I wonder... Where is your source of hope today? 
Where do you find your joy and peace? Is it in money, health, education, relationship? Whatever you place your hope, does it actually bring a peace and joy that you are longing for? That is everlasting. And some of you might have said, yeah, I received something that I was hoping for. And it brought some joy and peace in my heart. However, I can tell you that the joy and the peace that you had was temporary. It runs dry. And because it was a temporary hope, soon you'll be empty again and disappointed by it. The house that you have bought has proven to be smaller than what you expected. It brings you stress because you have mortgage and debt that you have to pay. Your job hasn't really left you encouraged or excited. Every relationship, friendship you ever had has disappointed you in some ways. Paul Tripp, who is a pastor in Philadelphia, said in this way, when hope disappoints you, it is because it is the wrong hope. Let me say that one more time. When hope disappoints you, it is because it is a wrong hope. Just like the car won't move without gas, when you and I are filled with the wrong hope, our hearts, our soul won't move. It doesn't motivate at issue. It doesn't generate energy as issue but it only results in disappointment. I mean, you're not going to go to McDonald's or Starbucks to fill up your car, right? You'll never do that. And that's why Paul is praying here for the believers. Go to the right resource. Go to the source. The God of hope. Because he knows that God will fill you with all joy and peace. And that all joy and peace that Paul described here in this verse is not just temporary that you have tasted from other things. This is a complete joy and peace that comes from our divine God. And only this kind of joy and peace will sustain you in this life. And God is the one that is going to give it to us, give it to you. And as you continue to come to Him, this joy and peace will help you to move forward in your life. Make progression in your life. And this God of hope is every, for everyone, and He wants it for all of His people. I mean, He's looking at, at this world right now, wanting to provide that hope to everyone through His Son, Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying here that it's not just offered to particular people, because if you read his letter, it's not like just to the Jews, it's for the Gentiles, which means it's just for all people. Hope is not exclusive to anyone. It is for all people, those who feel weak and lonely and broken. It's for those who have done a terrible things. It's for people who feel like everything has gone wrong in their life. And it is for people who've been broken by the false hope in this world. You and I no longer need to go and try to find hope somewhere else because this hope is with God himself. And he's hoping the hope that you are longing for in your heart. And this hope is within your reach today. So then question is, 
what can I do to receive this um, joy and peace that's from a God of hope? Which leads us to the second point is respond to God in faith. Paul clearly showed in this verse how we can be filled with joy and peace from the God of hope. Look with me at verse 15 again. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So in order for us to be filled with joy and peace, we must believe. But believe in what? Right? Believe in myself? What should I believe in? The world tells us that we have to actually believe in ourselves. I don't know if you have seen or heard the messages that says, believe in yourself that you will succeed. Good things will happen when you believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, anything is possible. That's what the world tells us. Maybe because we are surrounded by this truth constantly, maybe you start really believing that if you have your willpower or your strength or your idea or your vision, if you work hard enough, maybe you will receive what you are longing for. Whether you put your hope in yourself or someone else or something, if you put your hope in an object that fails to deliver, you are going to lose hope. Let me say that again. If you put your hope in an object that fails to deliver, you are going to lose hope. However, if you put your hope in someone that cannot fail, then you will only grow stronger in hope and confidence. And the Bible teaches us that that someone is Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us that you don't believe in yourself, but you need to believe in the person and the work of Jesus Christ and His Word. And what does it mean? What does it mean to believe in Christ and His Word? Let's look at why we need to believe in Jesus and His Word. First, His Son. So in the beginning, God created us to have a fellowship with Him so that we can worship and enjoy Him forever. I mean, He was the only hope. And there was a fullness of hope without any distraction. That's how it was created. But through the act of disobedience of Adam and Eve, sin entered into our world. And we no longer have this fellowship with God of hope, but we are separated from Him. I mean, we lost the hope of heaven. We're brought under eternal punishment because of our sin. I mean, you and I would have been hopeless in this life without Christ. However, in God's kindness and His great mercy, the God of hope sent His one and only Son to die on the cross to pay the penalty of our sin and bring us back into fellowship with God. And the Christ that who was crucified, the Christ that who was rose from the grave, who's reigning, will return. And he has brought this hope of forgiveness to us. He brought the hope of new life into us. And the hope of eternal life by his grace alone. It is grace because it's a free gift that what he has done. It was offered to us not because you and I have done something great that we bring up to God. No. 
is because simply what Jesus Christ has done, he paid the penalty for sin with his own life. And through that, you, you and I can have a relationship with God who holds this fullness of hope. So Jesus is the only hope in this world. And brother and sister in Christ, I mean, you have received this incredible hope through the gospel. But now you need to continue to believe in the gospel of hope every day. Paul says in Colossians 1.23, he says we need to continue to uh, continue in faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you have. The world will continue to fill us with hope that only disappoints us. But you and I, need to remain firm in faith. We need to remind ourselves of the gospel each day. How do we do that? Just preach the gospel to yourself. Remember what Christ has done for you. And that there is only one stable and reliable hope can be found. And that is the only person who can provide the rest for your soul. And his name is Jesus. But in our verse today, when Paul says in believing, he also means believing in his word. When I say his word, I'm referring to the word of God, the Bible. If you look with me in a couple of verses ahead of in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, Paul tells us that for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scripture, we might have so the whole Bible is written to give us hope. And this is the most direct way for us to receive hope from God who fills us with joy and peace. Because His word, a promise, is unchanging. It's faithful and it's true. And it actually gives a light into our soul. And same thing that David prays in, his, uh, in the Psalm 130 verse 5. When David was, David was so overwhelmed, overwhelmed with hardship and difficulty in his life, he makes this prayer. He says, I'll wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. I wonder, brothers and sisters, you have forgotten to read and believe in his word this morning. But then I encourage you to open the Bible. Simple as that. God says, open the Bible. And it will encourage your heart. It will generate strength that you can endure. Because our Heavenly Father wants to speak to you. And the Bible is the most direct way that is written for us to hear His tender, compassionate voice for our hearts. He wants to breathe out the hope to his children each day. And we, before we uh, move into our last point, I really want to invite those who have not put your faith in Jesus Christ. You can have this hope today. And you can have this hope that's anchored for your soul, that is firm and secure. If you like to talk about this, I, I would love to talk to you after service. 
And I'm sure the pastoral staff and leaders would love to talk to you. So we looked at the source of hope, which is God. And we, we looked at how to receive this hope. It's through a faith in Christ and His Word. Lastly, we're going to look at the result of faith, which is abounding in hope. As I said multiple times, notice that this is a prayer of Paul, so, which implies that abundance of hope will not always happen immediately. But yet, it will happen. Just like we looked at the David's prayer, he's waiting. But when he's waiting, he's waiting with his word. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, it says, We're afflicted at every turn, fighting without and fear within. So here, Paul is saying that we face conflict every day, from every direction, with battles on the outside and fears on the inside. We face hopelessness every day as we see injustice, discrimination. The world seems getting worse and worse every day. We also have a fight within us every day that points us to wrong source of hope. There are thoughts and voices within us that whisper and lies, tells us that God doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about our situation. That we are beyond being able to be repaired and be able to ever have joy and peace. There's also a voice that distracts us to forget the real source of hope and give an enticing voice that lures us to other resources. So in this midst of fight, I mean, how do we really abound in hope? It sounds like a really good idea. Look with me again in verse 15. In the last part, it says, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Even though Paul is praying this prayer, it might not immediately happen, but he's so confident that God will supply the hope through the power of the Holy Spirit as people continue to put their faith in Christ. And we have given this gift of the Holy Spirit who has power to help us until we see Christ face to face. I mean, those who put your faith in Christ, you have a living God inside of you. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is on our side, actively working within us, helping us with power to cling to the hope of the gospel so that you and I can abound in hope. So as a believer, are you abounding in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit? What does that really look like? I think this story will help us uh, to have a better picture of what it means to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So my wife and Christine uh, and I, we lost our father, uh, Christine's father, uh, my father-in-law, through a pancreatic cancer uh, soon after we got married in the year 2015. I mean, when he was diagnosed with his cancer, he was given only a three months to live. And this was a hard news for us. We felt helpless and weak. It was so overwhelming. We really did not have the strength to believe in the promises of God. Yet, 
as we pray and ask God to help us, really, the Spirit gave us strength that we did not have to trust and to have faith in our God who keeps His promises. So He increased our hope as we continue to hold tight and tight to His Word. He gave us strength through the Holy Spirit. There are a couple of scriptures that really helped us. And Romans 8.28 says, And we know in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. This meant that even the news of cancer seems bleak and hopeless. God was sovereign. He knows all things. I mean, He was in control. And He had really good in His mind, even if circumstance didn't seem like. We also clung to Romans 8.32 that says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, oh, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? We hope in our Father, who did not hesitate, but freely give us all things, including his only son. So if God gave us all, why would He withhold anything else from us? Whether He will bring healing or not, we have hope in God, who is our good Father. We know that He was going to bring good things with His children. We trust that everything would happen according to God's perfect plan for us. So my father-in-law passed away after battling cancer for a year and a half. We're heartbroken, but once again, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we actually grieve with hope. We are able to grieve with hope because we know that he was not suffering anymore. That he's with our Heavenly Father. He's in good care. That's what he's promised to us. So you see, hope is not just a feeling. It is a confident expectation in Christ and His promises. Early Christian father Tertullian described hope in this way. Hope is patient with the lamp lit. So even in the darkest time in our lives, you and I can wait patiently because the hope that we have in Christ will never fail us. The hope of Christ cannot be consumed by the darkness. And the power of the Holy Spirit is given to those who trust in Jesus Christ so that we may abound in hope in all of life's circumstances. In conclusion, we saw how God the Father, God the Son, the God, the Holy Spirit, really works together to give us hope that we need. We saw first the source of our hope, which is God. God fills us with hope. Second, the response to God is by putting faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. And third, in result, you abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. For those who have given up or feel far from hope this morning, because you are broken by the false hope of this world. I really invite you, come to Jesus. Go off. 
first hope that is everlasting. Put your faith in Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can start abounding in this hope today. For those who are in Christ, maybe you've been holding on to the hope in other things that you feel like you're sinking in your life. Would you turn to Christ by confessing your false hope to Him and ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen your faith, to hold on and to believe in Christ and His promises. In His grace, you know, we can stand firm and cling to the hope of the gospel that we have. And we wait with this great confident expectation because Jesus Christ is coming back to renew the fullness of all. Isn't that exciting? We get that part of that hope even today, but man, the fullness of hope is waiting. And He'll fill us with joy and peace that we'll never experience on this earth. So let us be filled with God of hope every day. Because we have Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to believe in Him and His great promise of His word of truth. I'm going to close us in prayer, uh, but after after my prayer, if there's anyone, any people uh, who love to receive a prayer, feel free to come forward. There will be leaders uh, and people at this church uh, want to pray to God our Father who gives us the hope. Bow your head with me. Lord Father, we thank you. God, we're so marvel at your truth and your promise this morning. God, we're so glad that you are the God of hope, that you are the true source. God, that we can come to you when we are so distracted and disappointed and God, when it seems like there seems like there's no hope in this world as we look around. But we thank you that you have given us your truth of the gospel, that we can come each day so that hearts can be renewed and be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can cling unto the hope of the gospel, the promise that you have given to us. And we ask that, Lord, for those who have not trusted their faith in Christ, maybe searching for hope, looking for somewhere else, I pray that God, that in your kindness and by your spirit, that you let to lead their hearts to you, to trust in you. God, we thank you that the church is a hope of this world. The church can bring hope. They bring people, the community together. So I pray that, Lord, that would you, Lord, uh, just bless the brook. May they shine in this community. And may the people of God, including myself, that we continually shine represent and look to the God of hope. We thank you once again that you're with us. We thank you that, Lord, that you walk with us every step of the way, that you will never fail us, but you remain a faithful father even times we're faithless. So we come once again in gladness and we look to you and to worship your name once again. In Christ we pray.
of God this morning. Our God is a God of hope and comfort. And may you go this week knowing that he is a God of hope and comfort. And may you receive this blessing this morning and this truth when God says, 